All right, guys. Uh, today on Two Track Mind, we're going to get into uh, what did you do last night? Emily will tell us a little bit about her adventures in West Hollywood Halloween. Um, we're also going to talk about friendships that feel like relationships and what it's like to run into your friendship ex. And lastly, we're going to talk about boobs. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Come on down. To track mind, to a kind, to find friends you'd be hard pressed to find. When the world is a one note song with a wrong sense of time, you need a two track mind. Welcome to Two Track Mind, everybody! I'm Susan! I'm Emily. <laughs> I like that you went low there. Yeah. That was nice. I'm trying out something new. They, like, if you put those together, they could be a harmony, but I don't think we could do it at the same time. No. No. <laughs> We're both tone deaf. We're both tone deaf. Um, all right, let's start with a check-in. Um, and I think you proposed a segment that's called, What Did You Do Last Night? I did. And it was a very <laughs> pointed suggestion, because I really wanted to really just wanted to come up with an easy way to get right into what I want to talk about, which is going to West Hollywood last yeah, night. Yeah, girl. That's what I did last night. Um, it was Halloween, and it's so interesting because I was like, what did I even do for Halloween, like, last year? Um, no, I never remember. I, like, I what, what do I recall. even do? Like, I don't like, do what, anything. What did I do? <laughs> um, what didn't you do? <sighs> Stop it. So, okay, so you may have heard of the West Hollywood Halloween Carnival. Uh, I had not until you told me, <laughs> me about either, it. Me either. 48 hours ago. Exactly. I hadn't heard of it either, but I fell in love with it immediately, and I just am trying to find any reason to go to West Hollywood because I am realizing that I'm in love with it. Yeah. It is my haven. And. Oh my gosh, NPR was do we're doing like public service announcements for it basically because apparently like it is just a shit show. Yeah, that's what I uh who who told me that? Somebody who went last Probably year. Probably Catherine. Like, yeah, she was like it's crazy. Catherine hectic. was like you literally yeah. are yeah. not going to make it. Yeah. So 500,000 people descend upon oh West Hollywood God. once a year for the <laughs> Hollywood Carnival. They shut down all of Santa Monica Boulevard. Whoa. And a bunch of surrounding streets. So, like, it makes getting there and getting out just utter mayhem. Like, right, absolute right, mayhem. Right. Um, and we ended up ditching our Uber and walking the rest of the way because <laughs> it was like, we're, we will move faster than a car. Right. Um, and so it is just, it's like a giant street parade hmm. of there's lights there's three different stages, Ooh. all with different music, and, like, we danced at all of them. What? And the costumes that these people arrive in are just their works of art. <laughs> they, some, like, some people you can just tell have spent, you know, so many hours, like, yeah, crafting yeah, yeah. these really elaborate costumes. And they're just gorgeous. And, mm. man, some of... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't know if this is inadvertently offensive. I can't wait. But gay men are so beautiful. <laughs> and, man, some of them, they just have... Their skin is more glowy than mine will ever be. Um, <laughs> there was this one I don't guy. know if that's true. You have very glowy skin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but it was just so... The, people just have so much 
fun and take pride in their costumes, it makes me feel like a piece of shit for like throwing together my costume mm-hmm. an hour before. And I keep saying like one of these years I'm going to, you know, have a plan and like execute it and yeah. it's never going to happen. <laughs> Um, Embrace it. We saw so many, like, straight... Everyone was, like, either Harley Quinn, top costumes of the year, go to Harley Quinn. Yeah, which is what you wanted to be. Which is what I wanted to be, and I decided not to, because if you're going to be one in a million, Mm -hmm. be the best one, and I didn't have time (laughs) to be the best one. So we went as a dead bachelorette party. (laughs) Because what's one thing every girl has? A slutty Vegas dress. A slutty Vegas dress. That goes without saying. Exactly. And then I just watched a dead makeup tutorial. Yeah. Decided I hated it. And decided I was going to do my own thing. You drew like a spider on your eye, right? I drew a spider on my eye. Um... My baby powder was not staying on my yeah. face the way I wanted. Yeah. So I looked more of like a, a frightened bachelorette maybe than like a dead <laughs> one. Um, like I had just seen a ghost. Right. And the number one rule for dead makeup is... <laughs> I didn't... But anyway, we have not recapped Halloween yet, everyone. This is just like hot off the presses. I saw pictures that you sent me, uh, but I haven't... There's, I didn't understand them there's yet. There's so much... Is, yeah. There's a lot of pictures that I haven't yet received that mm. I need to... Because, you know, I'm... People I are always hoarding their photos. Exactly. No one sends it right Everyone away. needs to send yeah. me them. And I'm like, guys, why are you keeping them? What does this mean? Right. Leak them, if you will. Right. Um, if you must. Meanwhile, I have, like, photos from, like, three weddings that I haven't, like, sent to Oh, them. like, oops. <laughs> yeah. We should never become photographers. Because no. we'll just keep them all. <laughs> so the well, number one thing about dead makeup is that you're supposed to look terrible. Yeah. Not no. into it. No. I heard that <laughs> I and I was like, I can't shutting see it down. you appreciating that. Nope. So I was like, I'm going to look very pale. I'm going to do some contouring with black eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to look like I have these like sexy dead cheekbones. Mm-hmm. And then I just gave myself like two black eyes. Yeah. And the spider was a mistake. I had tried to do like tears, mm-hmm. black tears, the way that my friend Michelle did. Um, and uh, apparently tears look like squiggly lines to me. Yeah. <laughs> they did not look like tears, but I thought uh, they did kind of look spidery. Yeah. So boom, spider on, spider can, on my eye. Can I share a quick tangent? Please. And then we'll jump back in, which is that you just reminded me. So like when I was a kid's party performer back in Boston, back when I was uh, doing research before grad school and, you know, needed to make money on the side. <laughs> like the first time I did face paint, I, I am usually a really good planner, but in this weird case, I was like, oh, it's so easy. Like, I don't have to think about it. Like right. it's face paint on a child. Like, please, I don't have to rehearse for this. How are you going to be? And then kids were coming up and they were like, can you make me a tiger? Can you make me a Pokemon? Can you make, and I just like, I mean, one thing you learn quickly in the biz is like that you give them options. Like, do you want to be a dog or a cat? Because that, like and those are your options because right. those at the time I didn't know how to do that so I was just like trying whatever they oh gave me and God. it is not as easy as it looks and I am not like like artistic in that way anyway right. so I was just like literally like they'd be like can you do this and I was like well let's see what happens like I didn't promise anything and then like <laughs> it, they they all became just like Dr. Seuss level characters that just like it made no sense a stick figure uh, and I would just be like you're a tiger squirrel <laughs> like, and then the, the kid like, runs away crying yeah the kids were like they were, they were kind of like you know slitty eyed they were like alright <laughs> I mean luckily they're young enough to just be like okay cool I guess that's fine yeah and I was like I, I have a bird cat don't what do know you about, have don't know about that tip today girls 
Um, but anyway, sorry, back to Halloween. My mommy's gonna fire you. Yeah. <laughs> um, every story you, you tell should start with back when I was a child Child. entertainer (laughs) um so i have to say there was a downturn but then Mm. there was a giant upswing and i'm 100 percent okay with the fact that i did not get home until well past 3 a.m yeah and i'm on like four hours of sleep right um so the downside was that the friends that i was gonna go with all wanted to leave earlier right i could not so Leave earlier in the day to get there. Exactly. Right. Leave in the afternoon from Claremont. So, like, they left here at, like, 3 or whatnot. And so, by the time my friend Michelle and I actually got there yeah. and met up with them, yeah. we had, like, an hour together before it was all over. Right. So, but we made the most of it. We had a great... There's a plane! Ooh. We had a great, <laughs> raucous hour together. But then, they've been there forever. They take off. I'm a little sad. Because uh, I'm all butthurt. Like, <laughs> why didn't you guys wait for me? Um, but I decided, okay, Emily, you're in the glitter capital of the world. <laughs> you love dancing. You are made for West Hollywood. It's literally am. your spirit animal. I you are, am. You, yeah, it's your place, man. Oh my God. I felt, I just fell in love with everyone. <laughs> um, and all the clubs not, then open at 11. Right. So when the carnival shuts down, all the clubs open and Prime so we, time. oh my God, <laughs> I just have to, this was the highlight of the night. So we had had a good time, but like then things really heated up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so I was like, what is all this beautiful music coming out of this place <laughs> called Blazing Saddles? I wanted to go to the Abbey because yeah. that's where we went last time. So we went, all of a sudden I peek in and I see these stripper cowboys these, like, they were like stripper go-go dancer type cowboys, <laughs> all with cowboy hats, yeah. dancing on the tables. And I said, that's where I want to be. I don't know what's going on in there, but I have to go find out. And I know it's going to be great. It's like they're the Pied Piper. Like all these places are like probably just like calling you and you're just like, I must follow. This was me. Like we're walking past the club. I look in and yeah. I just see three yeah. gorgeous men I, in cowboy hats. On every time you go to West Hollywood, I'm afraid we'll never find you again. Like I'm afraid you'll just be lost. I didn't want to leave. Of West Hollywood. I really didn't want to leave. I, like I, I feel like I should hug you. Like this is our last goodbye. Exactly. Um... Don't come looking for me I if I don't come back. I won't. And so, <laughs> homeless in West Hollywood. I, would I don't know why I said fabulous. I will. I will. I oh, really thank will. You. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, we get into Blazing Saddles. They're playing the best music. And I just, I am in love. Um, it's more, it's not so much, okay, there, it's part attraction, but it's more a respectful admiration for a stripper there. <laughs> yeah. See, He's part dancer, he's part stripper, because they all had their pants on, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, not the case in places like the Abbey or other venues in which I have uh, frequented. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have their jeans on, they have their hats on, but of mm-hmm. course, you know, th- things are happening with, mm-hmm. the, with the jeans. Yeah. Um, then they're like half on. And so there was this one man who was just having such an amazing time performing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. When someone's so into their own performance, it's sexy. Exactly. He yeah. was an artist. <laughs> he was a dance artist. Um, he got all my money. Mm-hmm. All, like, the 10 or 15. I think I had, I basically broke a 20. Yeah. And I spent, like, probably 18 bucks on him. And, yeah. like, two on the other people. He, you could just tell that he, like, loved what he was doing. And I 
the money was clearly secondary and he probably made the most money because he just just uh evoked such joy yeah in his craft yeah That's and he was say. also like, gorgeous like people helps. you know performers or dancers who are, or something like that who are not like technically the best but they just have that like it factor a lot of that is just like the joy you can tell they have like that's such like a he was exuberant uh, yeah he was exuberant and that yeah. made me exuberant yeah and okay so we like had a he he was my favorite and so we Aww. just kind of followed him to every to, to every table that he danced on. <laughs> and um, we made some dance friends. Aww. And I need to go back w- immediately and, like, make it a thing. I, th- yeah. I guess the reason I love it is just because it's... <sighs> Again, I, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> like, gay... Like, the whole, like, gay dance club scene. Yeah. I've never just felt so immediately accepted. Yeah. And connected to people as when I'm in that environment. Yeah. Everyone dances with everyone. Mm-hmm. It's if, if you're having fun, there's someone to have fun with you. Right. So we were in this, basically in this crazy dance circle with people I've never met before. And everyone was just really supportive. And, exactly. Everyone yeah. is just loving on each other. I mean, other. I don't think that has to be only at a gay dance club, but of it course, does. Yeah. I mean, but they do tend to do a great job in West Hollywood. And I think clubs like that are sort of made with that, like, you know, People knowing that everyone just wants to dance together and be a big monster. Exactly. And that sounds like it was a pretty good Halloween. It was my favorite. Yay! To track mind to a kind. To find friends you'd be hard pressed to find. When the world is one song I was only here for about like three seconds before we started recording, but you mentioned something about, I don't know, revisiting old friendships or something like that. Mm. Ah, yes. <laughs> revisiting old flames. Yes, revisiting old flames. Which sounds like a boyfriend, but it's a friend. Yeah. I feel like sometimes friendships can feel as like emotionally, you know, taught as a, because those are relationships. Those are serious relationships. The stages of our relationship and the stages, I guess, of our falling out mm-hmm. map on perf- map on perfectly to any sort of romantic relationship I've been in. So yeah. emotionally, it feels like the same thing. Um, and I really just wanted to say, oh, yeah, and we banged all the time, but it's not true. <laughs> so, yeah, I met a friend today who I was so close with my first two years here at, at CGU. Yeah. And as you and I always say, like CGU is kind of, it's, it's like dog years in that everything is accelerated. Right. Well, it kind of like an undergrad of college, but like even more like on crack. It's like Like, camp. Yeah. It's exactly like camp, like two weeks in and it's like, like a lifetime. Yeah. You'll ride or die together. Exactly. So we were incredibly close Yeah, and ended up falling out like we 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 didn't I wish I could say like there was sort of an an acute uh event yeah in which you know that kind of caused our falling out because I'd much rather go through that I'd much rather rip off the band-aid than have like a slow kind of Mm -hmm. dissipated falling out those just literally kill me yeah um so that's what we had (laughs) and I was so sad at the end of that that I even had trouble 
every time I saw this person, it was like running into an ex. Yeah. I had to run into the boy, like into the bathroom and just cry for five minutes before yeah. I'd be able to like be okay. Yeah. And I remember when we met and started to become friends, like this was just like kind of as you guys were at the end, you hadn't quite broken up, but it, you were in that slow descent. Yeah. Oh God. That was like the, that was, you know, dark days, <laughs> Yeah. the dark ages. Um, and so I'd say, like, over the past year, probably longer than that, but I think I've noticed it in, in the past year more, I'm able to run into this person and I'm not so yeah. bowled over just with sadness. Right. And it's not even sadness or a longing for that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think at the time the relationship, even though it had many wonderful elements, had become broken. Yeah. So I did not want that. I did not long for that, but you you miss your friend yeah you which is totally normal um so i grieved that for a while and i hadn't really ever done that for with a friend yeah yeah that was my first kind of like yeah, grieving, grieving yeah. exactly and so i ran into it was actually her uh, now fiance mm-hmm. our mutual friend right. i've run into him him a couple times and he basically kind of said, you know, so-and-so has been, like, like talking about you, like, fondly, and, you know, I, I just wanted to let you know that. And I thought, okay, Emily, like, you've no... You don't owe this person anything. You're not obligated to do this. But yeah. I finally feel like I'm right with... I'm in a good enough place with myself that I kind of just want to meet up with this person and enjoy any of the the good things that brought us together in the first place. Yeah. So like, I'm not looking, you know, I'm not saying, Oh, let's be best friends again. Right. But there were reasons. You there, were reason. there, there, there were reasons. There were reasons. And can yeah. I participate in any of those? Right. And the very, the difficult part of that for me is, you know, at my core, I have this like enchanted sort of like childlike quality about me where I just immediately want to be close and I want to share everything mm-hmm. and I just give myself to the person. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I really like about myself. Yeah. But when you're, you know, in situations like these or even, I don't know, if you're kind of maybe on a date or something. Mm-hmm. My, my therapist always says to me, like, Emily, you don't need to give everything away all at once. You just... Right. Like, me as the kid, I bring all my toys, put them all down on the table, and right. be like, you can have any of these. Can, can I interrupt you again? Please. Can I just interrupt you in everything we do today? But, um, because this is something I guess I should have known, or sh- I kind of know that we have similar, but I, I didn't really realize it until this moment because I literally like not a few days ago was describing to my cousin Michelle like what I'm like when I'm like going on a date which is that like if I like you have one or two options either one you'll probably be I'll be friendly but you won't get any real information out of me you'll probably think that you did but um but you know I'll kind of like keep everything to the cuff but if I decide that I want to or that I like you it's like I go from I kind of tell you nothing to what I call janitor from scrubs which is like (laughs) he starts to try to date it's just like totally he just like just says every weird thought in his head he's like and then there were like you know toilet snakes and then we did this and then like and then like in my squirrel arm he did like this and it's like and they have to have this whole intervention with him when he starts dating which is like 
just give them like one at a time. Exactly. Like, just let it eke out a little bit at a time. And I'm like, nah, it's either nothing or full janitor. So full like, janitor. That's what I got. But but there there's something. To oh, be I love that expression. Yeah. So we are full janitors. Right. <laughs> and like that's the thing. It's I don't even know that I'm doing it. It's just how I am. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that in certain settings it's a it's it's a boon or mm-hmm. an, an asset. Um, you know, it makes people feel comfortable and like they can share. And so, you know, it's people are really complimentary about it right. and kind of love that about me. But at the same time, in situations where you might need to protect yourself, right. it might not be in your best interest. Right. And what I was, I think, most nervous about is I don't have a lot of experience, I think, still engaging with people, but while also having my protector present. Right. Like the the way that I kind of talk about it with Bate is, okay, go, have a good time, but take your protector with you. Yeah. Well, if, it's a weird feeling to take your protector with you. Like it's a weird, like as people who are just like, you know, uh, innately open, it's a weird feeling to filter yourself. And it's a weird feeling to feel like you have to be guarded or defensive. Like I know when I have to do that, it feels very unnatural for me. Exactly. And like, it makes me uncomfortable and kind of like not want to be in the situation in the first place. Like not put myself somewhere where I have to defend myself like that. Exactly. I don't, I was just trying, I I understand that concept and that that is something that I would, I would even advise any of my friends to do, especially on, you know, with, especially on a date maybe or some or someone that you don't know that well but I don't know how to do that yeah. and I kept imagining my pro- like my protector like <laughs> in like this you know this giant trench coat <laughs> like ruffling the newspaper <laughs> and peering out from your, the side does your protector have like a name does it does, like he or she have like a look to them <sighs> I mean you just said trench coat like so many images came to mind so it does I wish I could say that he wears a trench coat all the time, but it's not true. That was just for this bit. Um, but the way that I've always thought about my protector is just my, it's like a mama lion. Yeah. You yeah. know, just a yeah. really strong, but kind of vicious female. Yeah. Who's like not afraid, who ba- like basically it's like head woman in charge. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows how to defend and is not afraid to, with yeah, the claw. That's, that's what you, Emily, look like when you are in protector mode for somebody else. So, like, that's... Whoa. Yeah, that's, like, any time that you've gone over protector mode that I have seen or, like, on my behalf, like, that is exactly what you are like. I'm always like, damn, girl's getting it done. Wow. She's got my back. Wow. <laughs> um, but sorry, I feel I wanna, like I'm getting... No, I want to videotape that because yeah. I want to, like, be able to access that mode oh way God. more easily Just than Just imagine when you saw me crying and went to go, like drag narcotics out of the dentist's office for me. Like, that's what you were like. You were like, this shit is not happening. <laughs> she will get better drugs and she will get them now. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay, I'll yeah. remember that. That was my finest hour. All right, but so you guys finally met up today. So we finally met up today and it was really fun. Oh, yay. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, as you said, there's a reason why we were together. There's a reason why we were together. <laughs> This is not the last time I'm going to make I'm going to slip and basically say some relationship thing because that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And I I felt my protector come up once. Got it. Okay. Come up once and I was like, "Okay, Emily, like you don't need to say exactly what you're doing on on this project or something. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to get into all these details, but for stuff like, you know, 
my, my relationship with Sam, where I'm mm-hmm. at in recovery, that stuff is so, I'm so open about, I'm so yeah. okay with, with sharing that stuff. And it was cool to see her kind of being in, in a, in a very relatable spot, um, mm-hmm. in, in her own relationship. And so I do think we were able to enjoy the best of each other. Yeah. I would be totally open to, to doing it again, but, um, I guess it's, I, I feel kind of, I don't know, I don't want to forget about, like, how that devastated part of me. Yeah. And I think what I get nervous about for myself and what my friends might fear for me as well is, I, there's a part of me that wants to immediately go back Mm -hmm. to that closeness. Yeah. And it's like, up. Oh, if I jump off, if I put one foot on the bandwagon, I'm I'm going. Yeah. I'm mixing all sorts of metaphors. But no, it's, but it's the same thing. And that's exactly how you feel with, like, an ex or, like, somebody you had, like, a really powerful yeah. relationship with. Like, we're going to end with. up sleeping together. Yeah, exactly. You feel like it, it takes one slip and you're like, oops, how did we do I'm that? I'm right back in. You know, we're right back in that place, which is why it's so hard to be friends with an ex. People who do that, I'm always like, woof, well played, sir. And this is such a tough situation because, like, when you're seeing an ex or what have you, I mean, the way that we are at 29 is incredibly different than the way we were at 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly kind of arguing in my own mind about it because I can't, you know, what if it's the case? Well, you know, this person hadn't figured themselves out yet. And, like, Mm -hmm. you hadn't figured yourself out either. And now you both have come hypothetically come far in your own growth maybe you can have a functional relationship yeah or do i go with the nope like this person can hurt you don't open yourself up that much again don't don't put your heart out to this person again yeah and i think it's you know like you're in the place (sighs) now where it's like there's like kind of two options right well i guess there's three options one never see each other again we'll never talk about this again but two you know, try to start a new type of relationship, like not best friends, but casual friends. Can you do that? What does that relationship really look like? Versus if you tried to be that close again, I mean, that's like, that's the difference between trying to be friends with your ex, which would be option two, and trying to like date your ex again, again. which would be option three. And like, that is terrifying AF. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I don't want to get caught up in the romance of it all. Right. But I, I do hope that we can just be... A different type of yeah, of friend. I hope that for you guys too. All right, let's 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 put that energy out to the. But other. if you see me sli- like if you see me sliding downhill, I'm gonna. If you see me going silly. down the rabbit hole, pull me out. Literally, go buy a fish just so I can slap you with it. Please do. Don't let me go down. To track mind to a kind to find friends. So, I know we didn't talk about this before. We didn't, you have no preparation for nope. this moment. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and you're spreading your arm like eagles. That's right. Um, I hope everyone's enjoying our night noises today, by the way. We decided Ooh, to keep... There's a lot of them. I know. There's, it's like extra noisy, but I refuse to close that door. <laughs> night noises. So everyone can just enjoy them with us. I think we should talk about boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew 
you were gonna do that. She just like had a physical, like, oh, like a scandalized expression. I looked like I just sat on something really yeah. hot. Like oh, I, I feel oh. like we should have like a you know great like a, like a uh, you know boobs uncovered. Like that should be the name of this segment. Just because sometimes I wonder like. I think everyone has such different bodies and women have such different bodies. And I think, you know, some people are naturally curious. Um, like some people with some friends, maybe you're naked in front of them more often or not afraid to ask questions. But I also think that, you know, that can be such kind of like a weird or uncomfortable thing to do, right? Yeah. It's like, tell me about your boobs. Like, how are your bra finding needs? Did you show your boobs to your friends like growing up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I did I totally did um actually to the extent that we had what was called um we called it the well-dressed gentleman parties as a fl- as a flip on the bare naked ladies oh <laughs> and um and there was literally that's really funny this is such a I think this is a very hippie thing to do but it'd literally be like you know eight of us girls in a circle everyone naked and just sitting in a circle and just like you literally spend the whole day hanging out naked almost like if you lived at like a naked commune or something wait what? Like the first time I ever saw a fi- like like a like a blonde like pubic hair. I didn't even know that was real. I didn't know I didn't know people actually had like blonde or red pubic hair. Whoa! And you I, guys sat naked. We sat, How old like, were this you? This was extreme. Um, probably the earliest it was probably like eleven or twelve was when I was started doing it. And this was at the instigation of my older cousins actually, who were okay. like sixteen and seventeen. Um, and they were like, you know what? Like this, I, I don't know where they got the idea, but I think they were like, this is actually, this will like, be good for this you. This is healthy. Like it's healthy to like, um, be proud of your bodies and like, be like happy with who you are and yeah. for everyone to kind of share that. You know, like when we That's went to so Kaylee's, cool. Kaylee's bachelorette party and everyone right. just got naked. There's something empowering and freeing Oh about that. my gosh. Yeah. That is the exact takeaway that I had from that experience. Yeah. I loved, so we, we just, for the audience, we went to a Korean spa yeah. We got super naked. We spa is great. We spa. Definitely go there if you have We fun. all got naked. Yeah. And everyone around you was naked. And I remember seeing, like, grandmas and little kids. And I just thought to myself, like, culturally, that's yeah. so cool that, like, this kid is growing up in a place where, like, you can see naked people and yeah. it's not shameful. It's not shameful. And I, and I know a lot of, like, you know, European cultures have much less, like, weirdness about it than yeah, we do. Yeah, we're so weird but about I, everything. Yeah, but I have to say, like, those parties were really empowering for me. Like, they did make me and I was like a chubby kid at that age too um I definitely have gone through phases and um and it made me feel better about my body it made me feel more comfortable I mean never around boys it didn't help me because I was sure um but it made me like okay these women accept me in my most vulnerable form and I can see all the like you know you you think to yourself like this is what a body looks like and then you see eight other versions of it and you're like oh Boobs can be perky, boobs so can be fluffy, like, like, pubic hair can be blonde, pubic hair can be black, like, um, you know, boobs can be small, like, you know, people can have bigger butts or, you know, bigger stomachs or, big, you know, everyone's in these different proportions, but, you know, everyone's beautiful. I literally thought everyone's boobs looked like mine. Yeah, so let's get into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's get into this, which is, you have the perkiest breasts in the world, this is, like, the one area where I'm always support, like, for sure, always supportively jealous of you. Because, like, you can just literally flounce around. Those things, like, move perfect. Like, it's, like, it's, you have, like, textbook perfect boobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, really, like, I, when I met you, I was, like, 
I didn't think those were real. Like, I didn't think you could have that without implants. Like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that is your actual... They just stay where they're supposed to be? Are you kidding me? I need to be way more just, like, a champion of, of my boobs. Like, when I'm having a bad day, I just need to, like, Girl, hold them and be, like... give them a hug. Like, I, give honestly, them a hug. sometimes I, like, I will do that to make my day better. <laughs> Like, are you kidding? Because okay, so here, so so let me let me share in my truth, please. Which is that you know my boobs are not that perky, but I definitely have the more um, I don't know floppy kind of thing. <laughs> I love them; they're great. Um, they're still great boobs. Like a very, it's it actually yeah. It's taken me a while to to come. They're peace. really nice to put your head on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're like soft pillows. But they do not stay where they're supposed to go, necessarily. <laughs> and, you know, I definitely rely on bras to give them a good shape and to keep them right. in Right, they're moldable. Whereas when you put on a bra, it's just like, it's like, it's just, it, it's, like, it's like you're just putting on a coat of paint. Like, <laughs> nothing is staying there. Like, the bra is not necessary. That's just a hat. Yeah, it's just, like, decorative. <laughs> like, you don't need it. Um, drives me crazy. Uh, but yeah, so, so I don't know. So there's something about that. And I think it's taken me a while to accept them, but now I'm like totally into them. Yeah. Um, and I, but I, it does mean different things. So like, you know. What is your boob reality? Yeah. My boob, (laughs) that's a perfect way to say it. My boob reality is like, you know, if I'm going to put on a sports bra, we're going to have uniboob, right? We're going to have like a, because my boobs are also, I think, just very malleable. So it's like really easy to like smush them into one super It's clay. Clay, baby. Again. Very fun super boob. Great. Like, I think they're great. But, um... All the boys who I've talked to who have seen your boobs... I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> never actually happened. I was but like, have you taken a survey? You get good, wild uh, reviews. And the thing is, like, whatever. Like, you know, that's that's the thing that I started to learn at 11, and I feel like feel truer today, which is just, like, bodies are fun. All shapes and sizes of bodies are fun. I don't know. Whenever I make out uh, as I do with everyone all the time but you know whenever I make out or like or I don't know even talking to someone who doesn't really have that philosophy I'm just always so turned off I'm like really like like I don't have there aren't things about bodies that I'm not into I just think that they're like they're like a fascinating playground that I can't wait to just unleash upon I like discover more about number one my future daughter like I don't know her and her friends are like her and her brownie troop or whatever it's gonna be i'm gonna be like yep it's you're at the age where it's time for the for for the naked circle yeah the naked party uh number two i'm so happy that you are in love with yourself because like everyone else is and that's kind yeah and i think i'm gonna apply the same thing to me too i'm like okay emily like everyone everyone raves about your tits like (laughs) just feel just like sometimes sometimes i i want to try this with myself i'm like Emily, just spend a day feeling good yeah. about it. Spend a day feeling good a about your body. Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck you know, not? Like, it's, I literally, like, it makes everything so much better. Like, if, you know, it takes a while, again, to, like, convince your brain, like, or get those prompts to come up naturally. But it's like, my God, like, the brain is so trickable. Like, yeah. we, like, you know, and it changes your whole outlook. It even changes, like, your physiological response. I literally, I was coming over here. And I was looking at my deodorants, and I have one that I kind of hate, but it's like I'm not going to throw it away because, like, that's wasteful. And I have another one that I love, and I was like, oh, put on the one that you love. 
and just by by a, because like I was coming over here and I wanted to feel like you know in love with myself and empowered by my delightful smelling deodorant. Mm-hmm. But by accident, because I was kind of like rushing out the door, I put on the one that I don't like, Ooh. and I was like, oh, now I'm gonna have stupid deodorant on, and I won't feel empowered. And then, thank God, I had one of those brain prompt moments, and my brain went. Why don't you just tell yourself you put the good one on? Why don't you, why don't you just tell your brain <gasps> that right now? And I went, okay. And I immediately felt better. And I immediately felt empowered. And I was like, why don't you just <gasps> pretend like everyone was going to love this deodorant that you have on? And, like, I even forgot that, that I, I wasn't wearing it until this morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. And I did that last night. <gasps> what? I did it last night. <laughs> um, so I re- really quickly... Yeah, I basically like tricked myself and yeah. it worked. So I had been dancing and I was just, my like, my makeup spider uh, was like melted down my face. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I looked like I had been in a rainstorm. Like my hair, which I had like done, I, cause it was a hair washing day, mm. I had like blown it dry and I was like vavoom when I entered. I come out of the club and I'm just, I'm direct, uh, very slick and I'm like man like I looked so hot in the beginning of tonight (laughs) and now I need to like walk an hour like to our car Uh but you know what I was like Emily just like walk as if you think you're hot yeah walk as if like you think you still look good right even though like you know your hair is in like these like sweaty clumps like just uh, just let it go and like walk and I swear to god the girl that I was with we got hit on at like or Cat, politely, respectfully catcalled at every junction. And, like, you know, confidence makes all the difference. Like, the things that we obsessed over, like, are usually, like, are usually, like, 98% in our heads. And if you just, like, literally tell yourself, no, I look hot. Or, like, no, I, you know what? Like, I am great. Like, let's just go with it. You'll, like, you'll be able to mimic those times when you feel like that's, like, a legit feeling, you know? Because it it probably is a legit feeling most of the time or that you can have access to. I want to do that so much more often because like that's what alcohol would used to do for me. Yeah. It would like let me believe what I wanted to believe. This is kind of like a, like, you know, hearkening back to our bad bitch conversation, right? Mm. Like just give yourself permission to feel hot or sexy or like your deodorant is great or like your boobs are cool. Even if they flop (laughs) around, they don't stay where you want them to go. Do you know where we get our boobs from? Like, like genetically? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Is that a thing? You know what? My mom used to always say that I got my, like, dad's mom's stature. And I remember a lot of people, like, chiming in that that was typical. I I didn't read that in a genetics textbook. But, um, so, but at the same time, I actually, I actually have a stature very similar to my mom. I realize more and more now. I think I just got boobs quicker than she did. Like she yeah. was, she always had a very athletic frame. Yeah. Um, and I got boobs like early, like fourteen. It was like, yep, can't can't trick anyone. Give uh, <laughs> me like a kid's price ticket to anything anymore. Um, <laughs> you have the breasts. You right. can't be here. Sneaking into a movie theater. To- Are those boobs you have hiding right. under that sweatshirt? Yeah. So I, I developed, you know, pretty well, pretty early. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly where they come Let's from. Let's look into that. Let's look into it. I don't know if that's a thing. But I guess the, um, I guess the point that I really wanted to, to make was just that boobs can come in all different sizes, and you can have perfect perky boobs or catapommy <laughs> boobs. You can have, like, big areolas. You can have small areolas, right? I didn't even know that was a thing, too. You can have different colors and different sizes and different shapes. And at this point, I sound like a P- T- PSA, but, like... 
I don't know, man. I feel like the quicker you can get to the point where you are in love with your body in exactly the way that it is, which sounds like which sounds like a Hallmark card, but like, and people used to say that to me when I was like eighteen, but I just couldn't register it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm now in the phase where I'm registering it. I'm like, this body's great. Anyone would be lucky to hang out with this body. Yeah. And I just I would just urge anyone as much as you can, like, try to really accept that. Really try to register it, because the quicker you do, the more fun you're gonna have with it. I've never seen you. Well, that's not true. I've seen you talk authentically about many things, but like I, y- you are speaking truthfully right now. Like I, I believe that you are like plugged into like how you are and like in love with how you are. Yeah. And I, it's probably also the backlash of the um, wedding. I just need to, I need to capture yeah. it. I need to capture it. I feel so real. I just need to have a night of like adoring my boobs and then maybe yeah. I'll get there. You need to do that photo shoot. When you see those things, I think when you get that that's visual proof, you are yeah. going to go. But, all right. I love you, Emily. I love to you too. To my <laughs> kind. Okay. To find friends you'd be hard pressed to find. When the world is one note song with a wrong sense of time, you need a two track mind. Two track minds, two of a kind. Find conversation with a lively design When the world is a one-way ticket to getting further behind You need a two-track mind